I've been recording for the past two minutes, so you're going to get oh, some yeah. tight audio when I toy. send it over. It's going to be tight. Neat. Mm-hmm. Remember when Michael asked us what slang was nowadays, and we were like... Oh, Michael. Oh, oh Michael, Michael, I'm the oldest person here. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know the young people words. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I can do this. Leave all of this in. <laughs> I can't stop laughing now. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 I'm so not a professional. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Uh, so you're bringing the midnight energy. We yeah. thought we thought I'd bring the midnight energy, just not so. Just not so. I've got it. Signed, sealed, delivered. Welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we watch a K-drama, four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, we watched the final episodes, the final eight episodes, or four hours, however you're counting, of the K-drama Suspicious Partner. So 33 through 40, I think that was. You nailed it! Yes! Beautiful. Thank you. I thought last week we were watching the finale, and mm-hmm. I think we both said it many times. Oh, for sure. Whoops. We, um, no one checked how many episodes were in this K-drama before we started it, and by no one, I mean me and Emily. Maybe you guys did. Maybe you started <laughs> it before. Maybe you were like, oh, I can see there's 40 episodes in this K-drama, so the finale would be episodes 33 through 40. And good for you. Yeah. We are not on your level. No. I, at one point, majored in math in college, but you know that didn't carry over these many <laughs> years afterward. And you also know, if you're Emily, and now you, dear listeners, know that I did not graduate with that math degree, so... He's just a very good at math. Yeah. Some of it. Most of it. I have a degree in accounting, and you'd think I could do this math. Cannot. It's impossible. Heavy, heavily theoretical mathematics calculating the <laughs> final episodes of a K-drama. <laughs> it's the easy math that gets me. I'm not going to lie. Doing time math and oh. doing episodes math. Uh, there is not... Someone can try and prove me wrong. There is not a math harder in this world than time math mixed with uh, time zone math. Thank you. Okay, I keep thinking I'm the only one, because I'll be like, we're 16 hours different, and my grandpa will be like, well, then it's this time. And I'm like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Grandpa, you did that very quickly. You did that so fast. I don't know why my brain just, like, cramps up if Mm -mm. you tell me a time difference. Yeah, no. Or, or like when you're trying to make it to the airport, and so Emily and I grew up in southern Utah. And the closest Mm -hmm. airport to us was Las Vegas. And Nevada is in a different time zone than Utah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a nightmare to try (laughs) 
to try and catch a plane and then to try and have people pick you up or drop you off. Like, trying to coordinate that mixed with, like, coordinating shuttles and wanting to be at the airport, like, two and a half hours early because that's who I am as a person. And it's, it's just... however many hours away. Mm-hmm. Plus, add on any amount of, like, add the time change. It's awful. It's awful. Is it, does that come easily to somebody else? Is it just us? Because I can't get it. Nope. What was this point? Um, we watched the final episodes of Suspicious Partner. <laughs> and it was so cute and lovely. I enjoyed so much of the ending. There were very few parts that I didn't enjoy, namely Jun Hyuk's ending. What's up with that? Uh, the rest yeah. of it. I was, I was good with. I really liked. They took the last half an hour of this K-drama in an interesting direction, where they introduced a lot of uh, just, you know, like, regular everyday conflict into a relationship instead of, uh, like, murder concept or conflict. So that was something. It was not exactly fun to watch, but I mm-hmm. did... Loki appreciate it because I think we even brought up before that there's just so much pressure in this relationship or so much tension with like the high stakes. They're in danger and that's why they're in love. So they started to bring up like, can they handle the normalcy of an everyday relationship? And they played it out in some frustrating ways where there's lots of arguments and a little bit of the like, um, just like, a boyfriend being totally whipped by his girlfriend and her being kind of a jerk. Like, she's a little bit of a brat in the final episode. And you're supposed to be like, it's it's kind of funny and cute. That's like, it's comedy. Not. No, I'm not a big fan of the... I, I think of it as really 90s comedy. Because I think of, like, the stand-up comics of the 90s that would just stand there and shit on their wives and... Everyone would laugh. Oh, yes. Good, good wife humor. But at the same time, I kind of appreciated it because we did bring it up. We did talk about can they survive an everyday normal relationship? And they were like, yeah, they're not the best at it, but they can get through it. They're still together. They're okay. It's I I did like there was a part where she was talking to Prosecutor Na. And she says something along the lines of, I don't know, it's tricky because we never really fought before because every time we were together, someone ended up getting stabbed and (laughs) we just didn't have a whole lot of time. Yeah, to just bask in a normal relationship and get to know each other, really. Yeah, so I think it's good they confronted it. But I agree with you. They confronted it in a really weird way. Like, I wanted to see them be like, okay, how do you handle conflict? It is difficult, huh? Like, just everyday conflict. But instead, yeah, they went with the, like, Ray Romano complaining about his wife, Deborah. Like, I'm, I'm not a fan. But up until that point... This was the perfect romance. I'm not going to lie to you. There were so many moments that I just couldn't handle how much I wanted the weirdness of this K-drama to be my real life. Like, I didn't know that it's like a thing for me to want to just like make out in an empty courtroom, but it is, I guess. 
I'm there. Oh, no. <laughs> it's so unprofessional, Raquel. I know, but it's forbidden, and so I love it. <laughs> I guess you kind of like the office romance, the, yeah, the forbidden aspects. I, yeah, I do. Why am I like this? Who who made me like this? Um, probably romance novels and K-dramas. Yeah, yeah. Freaking office romances. Here for them. Here for them. I don't think we've watched that many, but... Um, why did Ji and Hyuk have to end up with Cha Yu-jung? Unpopular opinion? <clears throat> I didn't really mind. Sort of. What? I I did mind how they ended up together. Where she was just kind of not sure she even wanted to do it, and he had to just be grateful for anything he could get, he deserves more than that. See, and I was the opposite. I was okay with that part. I was frustrated that by the end of the show, they were like, these ones are the cute couple, and our main couple is the moderately annoying couple. Like, I am fine. I don't know why. It's, like, problematic for sure. I guess it's my problematic thing. I'm fine with him being like, I've been in love with you forever, and my love is unchanging, and her being like, let me take time to think about it, and then he slowly wears her down, aka she slowly falls in love with him, and it seems like she's actually happily in love with him by the end of the show, and I'm I'm fine with that. I was just frustrated that it was like, they're actually really cute, and they talk to each other. Like, she's like, hey, you went out drinking last night, and he's like... I'm sorry I didn't call. I was trying to be considerate. And she's like, all right, I forgive you. (laughs) Why can't we ever have that with the the main couple? Right? By that point, freaking uh, Nojiwook and uh, Unbonghee have just completely fallen apart. But I think it was more than anything the... I I felt like I was getting whiplash because we went from them being really excited to be together to... Which two? Nojiwook and Unbonghee. Okay, yeah. Like, we went from them being really excited to being together to them having little, like, interpersonal conflicts over the course of a year, and it was like a quick year, like, they did do a time jump there, uh, where they just, apparently, at one point they say, like, we fight all the time. And she never moves back in. And she never moves back in, she's still just chilling on Prosecutor Na's couch. We'll come back to that. That needs to be addressed separately. <laughs> and then it's been maybe five minutes since they've uh, gone from lovey-dovey to fighting every day. And then they never really resolve, like, any of their problems. It's not just, like, they fight, but they they learn how to be really good with their conflicts, and that's what makes them such a great couple. It's like, just at one point, one of them ends up giving up. For, for whatever the issue is, like, they just give up on it for, I guess, the sake of the relationship doesn't feel super healthy. Uh, and then all of a sudden he's proposing and, uh, <laughs> they're in love again. And, and they're in love. Like, they're going to be together forever, but they're also going to constantly be fighting forever. It's a lot. And then, yeah, like you said, just the whiplash. And then all of a sudden the couple that has like really good communication is prosecutor cha and uh prosecutor attorney g like those are the they're the couple they're They're the the power couple couple. yeah they're the ones that communicate well and look really cute together and are gonna live long happy lives what like congrats i'm glad he got a happy ending because he deserved it but 
one with her? Mm, maybe not. I was waiting for a switch. But just why can't we have two happy endings, I guess? Why can't our main couple just be that normal by the end? Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. So, Eun he lives on her frenemy's couch for a year. I feel like if my mom broke up with her boyfriend and stayed on my couch, I'd be like, you've got, like, a week. <laughs> like, no offense. I and, love you so much. Yeah, uh, and that's your mom. she could stay for a month, you know. She could mm-hmm. stay for however long she wanted, but I feel like I'd constantly be like, all right, so when's this gonna end? Just, like, encourage you to get out and get your own apartment. You're a working adult. That You're a working adult. She works full-time at this attorney's office still. Yeah. Do not stay on my couch anymore. What's happening? Yeah, they're either Get paying her couch. actual garbage, just like trash, like, <laughs> I pay you in kisses now. That's <laughs> that's what your salary is. Or or she just wants to be staying on her frenemy's couch, which that's a lot to unpack for a human. <laughs> we don't know why that would be true. So let's not. I don't know. It's just, I guess the other thing is like, Casey, you're back with your boyfriend after like a week or whatever. So you have to move back in with him. I'm sorry. Like, if it'll ruin your relationship, then maybe find somewhere else to live. But like, if you broke up with him and you moved here because you broke up with your boyfriend and then you got back together... I'm going to highly encourage you to get off my couch. Yeah. Uh, Prosecutor Na has her own place, and Prosecutor Cha has her own place. They have a place in the same apartment complex. I don't know exactly what the pay difference is between attorneys and prosecutors, but I feel like maybe I'm just basing it off of the American system. The people with government jobs are usually not the ones that are paid and, like, more than the people who are, you know... They make it seem the opposite in this show. Mm-hmm. Like, again, we don't know anything about Korean law. Welcome to Play on K, where we know nothing about Korean law. <laughs> but it seems like the prosecutors are making that good money, and lawyers are like car salesmen, where they have to be like, please be our client. We will, we will take as little money as you want to give us. We just need clients. Please and thank you. We just will take literally real? any of you. Yeah. Um, also, going back to the not knowing anything about how anything works, it seems like a huge conflict of interest when an attorney is going up against their long-term boyfriend prosecutor. <laughs> I would feel, as someone who needs defense, as a human being, say I was, my greatest fear happens and I'm wrongfully accused of a crime. I would be deeply uncomfortable if my lawyer was going up against their, uh, the love of their lives to defend me. And, uh, both of them had like career pride. Cause I, I would worry constantly that maybe, first of all, like, what are they talking about outside of what's going on? You know, like maybe yeah. they're walking down the street talking about whether or not it was okay that I hit my husband in the head with a bat. And that's outside of Don't do that. No, yeah, that's outside of the courtroom. You're supposed to share that stuff. Mm-mm. But here we are sharing that stuff. So so uh so many concerns. So many concerns. Um I mean there's also the fact that 
this prosecutor still has a lawyer's office in his house. That seems maybe iffy. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we shouldn't run our defense attorney business out of, like, the head prosecutor's house. They're- to be fair, he is the worst prosecutor. He is. He's voted that. Yeah, twice. voted worst prosecutor because he was trying to have a healthy work life balance. It's fine. We're not it's- propagating. <laughs> work-life balance issues uh it's such a sore spot for me as someone who works for (laughs) corporate america that i'm like fucking i couldn't when they tried to make him feel bad for having a healthy work-life balance i was like first of all investigator bong you're fucking fired get out of here (laughs) don't shoot the messenger account oh i was so cranky uh it's a sore spot like i said couldn't handle it couldn't take the heat no i get that It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch his relationship crumble as he commits to his work life. Yeah. (laughs) But there's, yeah, there's a lot of conflict of interest going on in that, that year that we don't see. Mm -hmm. I guess we're fine with it. Yeah. I guess we're okay because we don't have any basis for opposing it. Yeah. Maybe it's fine. I'm sure they're both professionals about it. Are they, though? No. No. Because look at them talking about this case outside the office. And, I mean, just the fact that they're letting this grudge ruin their relationship that doesn't have anything to do with them. The last 30 minutes of this show, we learned so much about the character flaws of our two main leads. Like, deep. In the worst ways. Yeah, deep character flaws. It's okay. They tried to ruin the show for us, and we're not letting them. We still love each and every character in this show. Yeah, so if we, like, rewind it back, the single most romantic moment of any K-drama that I've ever seen, you're, it's fine if literally everyone disagrees with me, but my heart was a flutter when he proved her innocence in the court of law by proving someone else's uh, guilt, and then as he walked past her in the hallway, he grabbed her hand and said, congratulations, and gave the perfect Ji Chong look smile. And I, my stomach is still butterflies, so. <laughs> that was really cute. Oh, my God. Um, my heart's still fluttering over the fact that Ji Chong look sang the song that played just after he proposed. <gasps> oh, that was romance. Sir. Oh, my God. Like, can, he's he can do it all, Raquel. He can, he can do, do, it, do all. it all. I remember a couple of months ago, uh, I was scrolling through Ji Chung Wook's Instagram, and I don't remember if it was in his story or if it was a post, but it is him singing, and I had a crisis because <laughs> I just want him to pick one thing to be good at. You've got look okay. You've good. got running. You look really good. So you're a got runner. You look amazing. You are a martial artist. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you can sing. Beautifully. Beautifully. So, a very good singer. I just, could you pick one? You gonna be an actor on top of all that? Yeah, yep, go ahead and be an actor, I guess. Okay. Get out of here. Save some for the rest of us, (laughs) Chi-Chi. It's hurting my feelings. It's hurting my feelings that you're so talented. Um, can we talk about Jung Hyun Soo? So much happened with my boy. I was going to call him my bad boy because he's not my good boy, but bad boy has a different connotation, and that's not what I intended to say. So let's talk about our villain boy, <laughs> Jung Hyun Soo. 
Uh, so our good, good villain, um, he got the amnesia trope twice. (laughs) Why? (laughs) That's a lot of memory loss. They did play around a lot with memory in this K-drama and, uh, memory in the courtroom. I guess that's fair. But also, what a way to prove someone's guilt. (laughs) I... So when I said that, I do I realize really that, that. Yeah, I do realize that what the way I just said that thing makes it sound like I was not completely enthralled by the courtroom drama of these last okay. four or last eight episodes. Um, because I'm still me, and boy howdy, did I love I freaking love a good courtroom drama. I love a big reveal. I love when someone outsmarts a villain on the. Uh, what do they call it? It's not the interrogation podium. stand, but we're gonna call. What did you call it? I called it a podium. Yeah. Is it I, maybe just the stand? The stand. We'll call it just the stand. It's a podium, but we'll call it the stand. I love when we. <laughs> <laughs> I love when we outsmart a guilty party while they're on the stand and they admit their guilt for everyone to see, and it's a neatly tied up little case with a bow on it and everything works out i do i'm here for it uh man they took me on a roller coaster ride of okay unpopular opinion i'm full of them (laughs) if i i'm not mad i'm not 100 percent mad that he was giving vigilante justice to some rapists Oh, see, I was really okay with that. Yeah, okay, thank you. I was 100% okay with it. Then I will. I'll, I'll commit 100%. I know okay, cool. I know that we should trust in the legal system, but the legal system failed him. It was too late to trust in the le- legal system, and so he took matters into his own hands. And before we found out that he was, like, there or whatever, I was here for it. I'm not going to hold it against him. Yeah. <sighs> She was a baby. And they were the worst. And they were, he was let down by the legal system. And you know, I'm not going to hold the murders against him. Mm-mm. I, you know, the whole freaking series. I was like, KCSI, Go Chan Ho, he had to die. He seemed like such a nice dude. And yeah. then they're like, oh no, he's a, he's a gang rapist. And I was yeah. like, okay, I'm on Junkyard's suicide. Here <laughs> we go. And they're like, he's also a bit of a gang rapist. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, okay. We don't like I'll any stick of them. with the main characters, I think. <laughs> I guess we'll go back to being on the law's side, I guess. Yeah. How's Jin Hyuk? He's still cool, right? Yeah. You're like, yeah, he's back together with his ex, but, I mean, he's fine. Cool. Cool. Happy for him. <laughs> Happy for him. Um, I thought that was really cool. I thought that was such a cool... I mean, you know me. I forget everything about K-dramas. So I forgot this twist ending, and I was super stoked to watch it all come together and then trap Jung Hyun Soo in his own, in a, in a trap of his own making, you know? That was really cool to watch. I think it was just the first amnesia trope that I was like, I don't see the point of this. Why is this happening? <laughs> and then they're like, maybe he's faking it. And I was like, cool, I really like that. I'm into him faking it. That's kind of a Jung Hyun Soo thing to do. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, he's not. He actually has amnesia. But like, why? Just so that he... he can't kill Eun Bang Hee for like a minute? Yeah, just for a minute. 
Just for a minute. He just, had a, like, help me understand. Just, like, a lot of amnesia. He just... There was something in his brain just eating it away from childhood at this point. So... What am I supposed to think? Yeah. I'm interested to know... I don't know. I wanted to explore the philosophy a little bit more of prosecuting someone for a crime they don't remember committing. I don't want to explore that. <laughs> too too much? <laughs> <laughs> you can explore it and I'll give you ideas as they come. Yeah, well, I just, I have a, I, I have... I wanted someone else to explore it for me, if I'm being honest. I wanted okay, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I wanted them to explore it, and I wanted them to tell me how to feel, because I, when they brought that up initially, I did think that was the direction they were going to go, and I was very interested, because I don't think I've ever seen that confronted. But I do feel like there is a philosophy there to think about, for sure. I just don't feel qualified. I'm barely qualified to talk about Korean dramas that I like. I'm 100% not qualified to talk about philosophy behind uh, law and whether or not to prosecute someone who doesn't remember committing the crime that they committed. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Because you can't even prove that they don't actually remember the crime they committed, right? Like, that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And then, do they, I mean, will they commit the crime again? Uh, does yeah. I, I don't think it absolves them of their crime if they forget that it happened, but at the same time, it's, I mean, how much of a fresh slate are we giving a person that suffered a head injury or whatever? I, I don't know. Yeah. I literally don't I know. Loved, uh, there were two scenes that were so cool where Prosecutor Cha tells him that he's a murderer and he says, like, well, if I committed a crime that atrocious, I should be punished for it. Like, I will accept my punishment. And then, like, the next day, Attorney No comes to see him, and he's like, you know, thinking about it, wasn't there a reason I would commit a murder? Like, wouldn't there be a good reason for that? And you just watch this, like, making of a murder. Like, you see this clean slate, this blank canvas of a person be like, no, yeah, I see, I see why murder's wrong. And if I committed a murder, then I should, I should pay the price for that. That's disgusting. And then the next day, be like, no, my actual mind is coming back and I realize that I'm the type of person who can justify murder. Thank you. It's, oh, it's fascinating. It's so dark to watch. Yeah, yeah, it is super, super, like, gritty to, to watch him, I guess, gain that personality aspect back of what caused mm -hmm. him to murder in the first place, which is believing that if there's a purpose, then you are not just allowed to, but, like, I don't know. Responsible to? Like, yeah. uh, you're supposed to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so dark. Spooky. Spooky? Jung Hyun Soo, you spook. <laughs> but yeah, we didn't have to deal with uh, the psychological consequences of trying to prosecute him if he was the type of man, if he had stayed that blank slate and been like, yeah, murder's bad, I should be prosecuted, but I don't remember my crimes, so uh, I guess just do what you need to do and I will be sad. <laughs> yeah, and at that point you're almost kind of, what, yeah, what if he had stayed like that? Do we prosecute... <sighs> Do we prosecute? We, especially because they didn't really have evidence. Yeah. <gasps> what to do? What to do? It's okay. It worked out. 
Worked yeah. out because it's a K-drama. Worked out because it's a K-drama. He was a bad guy who was bound to become bad again. And that he did. And we got the other villain as well. Uh, Chief Prosecutor. Yeah, dang, also, he went super rogue. <laughs> he went very rogue. And I was really into it. I found that storyline quite believable. I think a big theme in many K-dramas is a parent's love for their child. And he was pretty consistently like, that's kind of all I live for. So the fact that he's like, I found my child's actual murderer, and they admitted to murdering my child, and they were disgusting when they talked about it. And, you know, I'm feeling some murderous rage myself. I was like, yeah, okay, I believe this. I believe this storyline. Yeah, I, yeah, that was a super good storyline, I was actually, I think there was a point in time when they kind of tried to turn the tide on our feelings about it, wherein CEO Bjorn was trying to say that he feels really bad for the chief prosecutor, uh, mm-hmm. or the man formerly known as the chief prosecutor, and I just didn't at all. In fact, I think he should have, he got the very least amount of what he deserved because I think that true villainy is found in people that abuse a power that is supposed to be kind of a sacred power or something that is supposed to uphold justice and instead they not just uh, not uphold justice but they uh, do the opposite like they uh, facilitate injustice and and perpetuate injustice and so i hated him and (laughs) i thought he got the smallest fraction of what he deserved which was like bowing out of chief the chief prosecutor role in disgrace yeah we didn't even really get what his full sentencing was it seems like he quit his job and i can't even remember if they said he got prison time uh how lame is that? It's pretty we, lame. We only saw two instances of him carrying out injustice, like Unbang Hee's father's case and his son's case. But, like, you gotta assume he was going a little wild for most of his career. Yeah, because he, um, he also refused to indict the rapists, the gang rapists. Oh, yeah. So. There's three, buddy. We're just gonna assume that. Is, Three strikes, uh, you're out. Indicative? <laughs> We're going to assume that's indicative of ten more strikes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Three strikes, you're out, but can you just admit that you've done a lot of bad things and maybe go to prison? Right. Because I guess I'm just not convinced that he's rehabilitated just because he got found out being a slime ball in his career. I just... I, I'm glad that he does not have his career anymore and he can't continue to use it to hurt people. But also, he apologizes to Un Bong Hee and even Un Bong Hee was like, that didn't feel like an apology to me. Apology. Yeah, he, yeah. he, that was some half-hearted bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And I guess I just, there was, there's always a part of me also that wants, um, if they're not going to get the full punishment, then I want them to have to, like, self-punish, which I want... Perhaps he's doing that. Perhaps we could read into, 
like read between the lines on the writing and understand that like he lost his son and probably he's suffered quite a bit. But at the same time, I just want him to admit that he wasn't, I want him to admit he wasn't doing his job as a person who's part of the justice system. I want him to mm-hmm. know that. I want him to fucking know that. <laughs> I feel so many feelings. You can tell. You worked up. I'm worked and I up. I understand it. I've got to walk away from this. <laughs> got to walk away from the chief prosecutor. He did bad and he doesn't deserve our energy. But yeah, he doesn't seem truly punished for his crimes. I don't know. It's a. Uh, it's hard to consider that his wrongdoings led to the eventual murder of his son. Like, that's pretty rough. Yeah, he does have to live with that, I guess. But I feel like, to your point, it's not supposed to be just a personal problem, where he's like, my wrongdoings came and stabbed me in the back. It's like, your wrongdoings stabbed society in the back, and... Affected a lot of individuals who have no effect on your life. But that's not what life is about. It's not about what comes back to get us. It's about human empathy. Yeah, affecting other people and how we interact with each other. So perhaps you can reflect on that as well. Yeah, you got your karma. But what about Unbang Hee, whose life you ruined and now has no effect on your life? That matters too, bruh. Yeah. Did I have to end with a bra? I really feel like I was doing a good thing there, and then I ended on a bra. I liked it. Added some spice. (laughs) Some bra spice. That's why they they call me Spice Girl. (laughs) People call us that. You and me? We're the Spice Girls. If you were a Spice Girl, which one would you be? I'm not going to lie. I don't really know the Spice Girls. That's fine. You're young. (laughs) (laughs) You've got youth. You've got youth. <laughs> There's sporty spice and baby spice and posh spice and two more, right? <laughs> yeah, you named one up. You've named most of the Spice Girls. N- no, you didn't make oh, any okay. up. Those were all. Uh, There's also scary spice and ginger spice. <gasps> okay, which one are you? Um, I've always felt like uh, a ginger spice, but that might just be because I have red hair. <laughs> Because you're red hair. I was going to I was gonna say you were the ginger spice, but it seemed like low-hanging fruit, you know? <laughs> um, I'd say I'm baby spice because, as with ginger spice, it's not really a personality trait so much as <laughs> just a descriptor. You are baby. I guess, I guess none of them are really personality traits, but you know, like the one who's sporty is like she likes sports. <laughs> the one who's posh is the very cool one. Ginger Spice is the redhead, Baby Spice is the young one. Like, they... (laughs) I forget the last one already. What was the other one? (laughs) Scary Spice. Scary Spice is a little intimidating. (laughs) Baby and Ginger are just like, I don't know. Doesn't say much about them. Like physical descriptors. Mm Mm-hmm. So we'll pick those two. (laughs) That feels uncontroversial. (laughs) And if that ain't the most baby spice thing to do, to pick the least controversial <laughs> spice girl to be, then I don't know what is. Uh, so good. <laughs> I hope the spice girls listen to our podcast. Yeah, thanks for listening. Ginger, sporty, scary, Thank you. baby, and posh. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I'll become a fan. I'm sorry I'm really late 
to getting on the bandwagon, but I'll get on. Yeah, just tweet at us and let us know you're listening, and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll give you a listen, too. Emily, for the first time. <laughs> I know that one song. I mean, that's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. I know exactly which one you're talking about, so... Yeah, I think everyone does, and I was going to sing it, but that's a terrible idea. What mm-hmm. if the Spice Girls are listening? <laughs> and they sue us for copyright. Oh, yeah. I bet they're litigious. Just What's hired, that mean? Uh, like, they are prone to suing. Like, they uh, they take part in litigation. Ooh, I like that word. I learned a lot from being friends with you. <laughs> I learn a lot That's from what being I friends with you, too. About you. <laughs> Is that what you appreciate about me? Guys, watch Letterkenny. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make this show jam-packed full of references that maybe people get. Yep. Um, I have a quick thing to say. I'm super mega hyped, wholly stoked on the friendship that they finally gave us at the very end of this K-drama. Finally, 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 we got some female friendship. It was delightful. I did laugh out loud at multiple times when they were getting drunk, and then when they were trying to communicate once they were drunk. Uh, I was here for it. I love female friendship. I love that they are still a little bit frenemies, and they all just kind of roast each other a little bit, but... <laughs> No one takes it too personally. It was what I needed from them, and they gave it to me. It was very good. There was also male friendship. I mm-hmm. don't know why it's so pure and lovely to me to see, especially friends that reach across age groups, like age gaps, where Investigator Bong is, I'd say, a few years older than Nojiwuk and Jian Hyak, and then Lawyer Byun is quite a bit older than all of them and they're all pretty good friends yes like they have little different friendships all over the place but the four of them hanging out that was really cute to me and then yeah the girls female friendships it's all we wanted for this whole k-drama and they finally gave it to us guys that's amazing yeah and uh Attorney G continues to give really, really good relationship advice to his good friend, Un Bong Hee, which also, <gasps> so good. I love their friendship. I love that he was her biggest cheerleader in her relationship for the entirety of this show. He is the true hero of their love, as petty <laughs> as it became at the end. Sorry about that, Attorney G. They had to corrupt the pure gift that you gave them. <laughs> Someone had to mess it up. But you tried really hard, and that was really wonderful to watch. Even Investigator Bong, like, he wasn't as invested in their relationship, but he was there for them, and I loved that. Mm-hmm. God. And, yeah. Very good. A very good K-drama. A very good K-drama. Oh, you know what other part I laughed out loud at? That I just... I Now I feel like I'm just recounting moments from the drama <laughs> and not really doing much of of a review, but um, I laughed my dumb face off when he was giving her a piggyback ride home and she was drunk and she kept on convincing him that she was gonna yarts. It was so good. <laughs> I, when you said, guess what else I laughed at, I immediately went to that piggyback ride. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god, that was so good. Oh, she's such a little queen. 
They're so, so cute she together is, most of the time. Yeah. Couldn't they have given us more moments like that for the last half an hour? Come on. Not just one long Come montage on. where they're being cute and then an episode where they're being moderately frustrating. God, they're cute. God, they're so cute. Mm. And that's that's all I have to say. Did you did that drag anything else up? Anything else that we've got to cover in this in these this, this here finale? I don't think so. I think I'm I think I'm ready to say goodbye until our bonus episode. <laughs> goodbye for the week. Goodbye for the week. I was gonna say goodbye forever, but I always forget about the bonus episode. I'll try and not say goodbye forever mm-hmm. just yet. Yeah. So, um. We still. This will probably come out around the time that we record the bonus episode. Let us know if you liked the structure of our last bonus episode that we did for, um, what did we, uh, Just Between Friends. I thought that was really fun, and we'll probably do a similar structure. You said Just Between Friends? Lovers. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Just, just, <laughs> that, that just epic between love story? Friends. Yeah, where they end up just friends at the end. <laughs> They decided it would be too much to actually be together. And they ended up they just tried it out, and, and they tried it out, and then in the end, they were like, "You know what? We we would be really great friends." <laughs> Why is this so funny? <laughs> this is stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's noon where Emily is, but she's bringing the midnight energy. I'm having a hard time, you guys. This COVID nineteen, it's given me, it's given me the giggles, and that's that's <laughs> rough. <laughs> uh, some people have it so hard, you know. You know, some people, me, namely, <laughs> have it very hard right now. Yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that it distracted you from whatever's happening in the world. It's it's a wild and crazy world right now. And it just Stay keeps safe. going because I think we said this. Yeah, we said the same thing last week, and we'll say it again. And what a crazy world, am I right? <laughs> what a crazy world, am I right? Stay safe. Stay sane. We freaking love you. Reach out to us if mm-hmm. you want to talk about anything K drama related or not. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we've got our email playonkpodcast at gmail dot com. We've got twitter we are at play on k we've got our website where you can sign up for a newsletter coming up here soon we are going to be doing um a new newsletter to announce the new k drama i'm saying this so slowly we're gonna be announcing the new k drama and uh also if you go there and hop on our patreon you can check out what uh what that's all about yeah or you can just go directly to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash playonk, where you can find blog posts where we review lots of other K-dramas, as well as early access to each of our episodes, as well as we're doing a watch party pretty darn soon here to watch <laughs> yes. a premiere of a new show that's airing. We, uh, so if you we're really excited. That- yeah, we, um, we're gonna, there's all of these cool things that people have been putting together since this crazy social distancing, uh, which is really important. Hope y'all are staying safe out there. But this, all of this social distancing stuff has given us a lot of resources for ways to watch these together, which is awesome. Silver linings, am I right? Silver linings. So keep your eye on the horizon for that announcement and hopefully we can watch it together if, um, I don't know, it might be like a Patreon thing, but like, 
just keep an eye out. Yeah. Find us on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you can and you want to, please rate and review our podcast. It'll help us get the word out there about this this little show that we're doing. Yeah. Thanks, James Hevel, for our beautiful theme song. We love it and we love you. We love it and we love you and we love you all for listening. Thank you, thank you so much. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.